Hello, and welcome to the Child Care Business Coach. My name is Evelyn Knight. I hope you're doing well today and keeping the stress level down right now through the time that we are in quarantine. Life is definitely different now, and I have to wonder if it will ever really be the same again. I think kind of like the Great Depression and what happened there, that we will never be the same again. I know that sounds really scary, and I know that for a lot of us, we want to go back to where we once were. But I have to say that I really think that this in turn could be a really, really good thing. Something I'm challenging the people that I work with to think about. We're in a really unique situation right now that we haven't been in before, where we can really choose who we want to emerge as from this chaotic time. We can choose if we are going to emerge from this as victorious leaders who stood up and really stepped up to be the leaders that our staff and our families needed us to be, or if we're going to become victims and lose everything. So that's really what I want you to think about today and just the heaviness of the situation that we face right now and how much is on our shoulders. So I really don't want to bring any more heaviness into your life. I'm sure there's enough of that just right now. Being a childcare professional, whether you're an owner or director, things are really, really hard right now. But I want you to really look at the positive side of things because there is a lot of good that can come out of this. Is it hard? Absolutely. Will we have battle scars by the time we're done? Yes, we will. But scars help us grow. Scars can make us become stronger, better versions of ourselves. So that's really what I challenge you to think about and focus on right now. Look at what's happening around you, the tough decisions you have to make, and commit to yourself to be a stronger, better version of yourself. This means you're going to have to let a lot of the judgment go. You're going to have to consciously look at the places where you're really being hard on yourself and being judgmental and the places that you're questioning yourself and wondering if you've made the right decisions and let it go. This means that you're going to have to give yourself grace and just step back outside of yourself and look at the overall situation. This situation is new to every single one of us. None of us have been through this. None of us have the answers. None of us have a proven system. We're all trying to work through this and we're all growing through this. And it's hard. I am not going to tell you it's not hard. It has caused a lot of anxiety for me. I have had a lot of sleepless nights. But at the end of the day, I realize that there is no precedent set for this. And I know that I can't judge myself, which is very, very hard. It's not easy. I find myself falling into that trap all the time, where I want to question the fact that I've chosen to keep my center open. I will wake up at three o'clock in the morning countless nights and just wonder, did I make the right decision? I know I want to be here for the essential families that need us and some of the other families that really, really need us. But I do question 
am I making the right decision every day? But I have to remind myself that I'm doing the best I can with the information I have. Right now, my state is encouraging us to stay open because without us staying open, essential workers can't go to work. That being said, I still wonder if my staff would be better off going on unemployment. I wonder if my family would be better off with having me home every day instead of coming into my center and being stressed out. My entire family is home right now and they are all quarantined. I come into my center. uh, If you've been listening to me for a while, you know that my husband is on dialysis and has had a recent stroke. So I'm really, really nervous about my exposure. So I make sure to keep my distance. I change my clothes when I get to my center. I change them when I leave. I wear a mask. I wear gloves. I don't let anyone in my office. I mean, you name it, and I'm doing it right now because it it does scare me. On the other hand, I'm still averaging about 45 children a day whose families don't have any other childcare. So these are all medical professionals, truck drivers, and other types of essential workers that would not have care if we weren't here. So I really have to weigh those options. What do we do? And I am gathering the evidence and making the best decision I can. One of the things that I've promised myself, which if you follow me on Facebook and watch my live Facebook videos, you'll have heard me say this before, but I want to make sure that my podcast audience also hears this. One of the things that I keep telling myself over and over again is that the person I am today does not have, does not have all the facts. The person I will be a year from now will have the facts. So I am promising myself that I will not judge myself in the future. We tend to look at things in retrospect, and we tend to be very judgmental of ourselves in retrospect. But what we have to keep in mind is the information that you have today is not complete. We are making decisions with the bits and pieces of information as they come out, right? The person that we will be a year from now, and we will be different people a year from now, that person has all of the facts. They know the scenario. They know what's happened. They know how things have played out. Okay, so the person you are today does not have all the facts. So do not judge yourself for the decisions you're making and don't make it harder on yourself than it has to be. And join me and promise yourself that in a year when all this passes, you're not going to judge yourself. If you chose to close down your center and it caused you to go into a large amount of debt, promise yourself that you will not judge yourself for that. You did not know of an alternative. You also don't know what could have happened if you made a different decision. You don't know if you could have stayed open and one of your children could have contracted COVID and maybe possibly have died. I know that is morbid, but that is the reality we live with right now. On the other hand, you might judge yourself for staying open. And there's a very good possibility for those of us who stayed open that COVID is going to go through our centers. And I think that is just something we have to mentally prepare ourselves for because it is almost inevitable. When or if it does happen, you also have to not judge yourself 
because we don't also know what some other alternatives could have been. For example, in my center, we care for a lot of children that are in high-risk situations. If these children had to be in their home with their parents 24 hours a day, seven days a week, I don't know what kind of abuse these children could end up suffering. That also could lead to one of them possibly dying, right? So we just don't know. So no matter what we choose, we don't know the outcome. We don't know the consequences. Even if you don't care for high-risk children, you don't know what's happening behind closed doors. It is really, really hard to have your children home 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Tension is very, very high right now. So we are seeing things like child abuse, suicide, and just really hard mental health things happening right now. So we really don't know what outcome would have happened had we made another decision. So yes, there might be negative outcomes to the decisions we are making now. Right now, no matter what we do, there probably will be negative outcomes. We're in a situation right now where no matter what we choose, there will more than likely be some kind of negative impact within our centers. If we choose to close, we're going to have financial hardship and it's going to be very hard to unbury ourselves from it. If we choose to open, people will probably get sick. It's inevitable either way. So what do we do, right? We just, it's really hard on our employees and on us. So I really encourage you to just give yourself grace right now. Give yourself a break. You don't have to have all the answers. What you do need to do though is step up and lead. You need to have a plan. That will not only help your staff and your families feel more confident in your abilities, but it will help you too. It'll release so much of your stress and anxiety. So because of this, I have created a resource for you, which I've just basically put together the the infectious disease strategic plan that I created for my center. I took the detailed information out of my plan and just put an outline together that I am sharing with my audience. I have actually put that resource and many, many other resources in my Facebook page that is available to everybody. So if you go to my Facebook page, which is just facebook.com slash groups slash childcare business coach, You will find all the resources that I've created for my personal center during this time and also resources that are shared with me from other professionals in the field. And I do vet every resource for its accuracy. I just want to make sure that I am giving out really good, useful, accurate information. So the next thing I want to talk about today is your childcare business. I know a lot of you are very scared right now and things are very, very uncertain and it might feel like you might be losing your center and you just don't know what to do. So I want to tell you a little bit about my story that I haven't told before on the podcast. Almost a decade ago, I was really struggling as a business owner. I didn't know how to be a business owner and I just was lost. 
I got sick, which I've talked to you guys about before. But during that time, I almost lost my center. I came so close to losing my center that there was actually at one point an eviction notice on my door, which basically told us we had to be out within 72 hours. At that point, I had a choice to make. I could either fight or give up. And I chose to fight. I still own that center. And that is the one that I've chosen to keep after all these years. And after the ones I have sold two years before this, when my husband and I first opened, our city was hit by a flood that took out 20% of the city's population. So when we went into business, we thought we were going into business with a center that was going to be full and prosperous from the start. Well, when the flood hit, it basically took 50% of our hopeful enrollment out before we even opened our doors. This actually happened two weeks before we were scheduled to open. So not only did it take out our hopeful enrollment, but it also set our building behind by a couple months, actually. The flood actually damaged a lot of the building that was being built. So it pushed us back and it just devastated us. We didn't have the money in the budget for the extra time. And we thought we were going to be opening with a full center. So we hadn't planned for what had happened. So two years later, we were just really struggling financially. It was really, really hard. I had actually bought another center. I wasn't over my head at the time. And that's when I was served with the eviction notice. So I knew at that time that I had a decision to make. I was either going to step up and do what I needed to do, or my family was going to lose everything. And I decided that I would fight. Since that time, I have learned that we are faced with decisions in life. And the only time we truly fail is when we give up. We do not fail until the moment we decide to quit. I will tell you that my family, my husband, my mother, my brother, and one of my sisters did not think I was going to make it. They all basically told me it was time to quit and throw in the towel. They pretty much all told me I was crazy to keep going. One of my sisters really did stand by me. And she did encourage me to keep fighting. And I did. And I won. I'm still here today. And so I want you to really think about that and understand that the moment we decide to give up is the moment that we truly lose everything. We don't fail until we give up. The other thing I want to say about failure, though, is failure isn't always a bad thing, you guys. Failure does not mean that this is it. I can't go on. In order to be a really good business owner, it does take failure. So often we hear people criticizing like big business owners who've gone through bankruptcy and whatnot, but that's actually the sign of a good business person. A good business person is going to take risk and then they're going to bounce back and come back even stronger. If you guys know who Elon Musk is, he is the owner and founder of Tesla. He is one of the most successful men in the world. Look up his story and how many times the man has gone bankrupt. The man has been hit 
the billion dollar mark and gone bankrupt. And then he actually picked himself up to become a billionaire a second time. So the man has literally become a billionaire twice in his lifetime. So some people might judge him and say, well, how does this billionaire go bankrupt, right? I mean, how successful could he be? But today he is one of the most successful men in the world because he's not afraid to take risks. I often hear people also talk about our president in the same way where they criticize, oh, well, he's filed bankruptcy. But what they don't see and understand is look at what he's achieved afterwards. Taking risks isn't a bad thing. The most successful people in the world have done this. It's normal in the business world. But a lot of times, as laymen, we don't know this. And unless we surround ourselves with other really successful people, or really, really powerful knowledge, we don't understand that failure is really just part of the building blocks to becoming truly, truly successful. So many people would say that I have failed because I did face almost losing my center. I did face bankruptcy in my life. I have been at the bottom. I have lost almost everything. But it's important to note where I am today. Today, I own two very successful businesses that are doing fine through this pandemic. But that didn't happen overnight. And it didn't happen without scars. It did not happen without me falling down. Elon Musk, the owner of Tesla, of SpaceX, his success did not happen overnight. His success did not happen without him falling down. The point I want you to take from this is that it is natural for people to fall down. You don't fail until you refuse to get back up. That is when you fail. So if you're scared right now to lose your center, if you're scared of what the future holds, I want you to take some time and really think. Get out a piece of paper and journal. Ask yourself if what you have is worth fighting for. Ask yourself if you want to fight for it. And if you don't, that is okay. Give yourself grace in that. This may not be the path that was meant for you, and there is nothing wrong with that. But if you know that you are where you are supposed to be and where God put you to be, then you need to know that and you need to be ready to fight for it. Because right now, there's going to be a lot of fight coming. So just be prepared mentally. Also, write down what you are willing to do to get through this. How far are you willing to go? How are you not going to give up? I know sometimes when you look at your bank account and there's no money in there, it feels like there is nothing you can do. But you guys, I can tell you there is. I've been there. I have done that. When I got out of the eviction in my building, it wasn't because I suddenly found the money to find it. It's because I found a way. I fought. I went to everybody until I found a way. And I did. I ended up being able to make the money back eventually and pay back my debt. But there are ways if you really fight for it and you just think outside the box and find a way. That being said, I know that sometimes there is permanence and there just isn't an option anymore. So what I want you to think of in that case is 
remember that your center and your business isn't the building that you're in. It's not what you see right now. It's really the culture and what you created. And you can do that again. It might be at a different time, but it doesn't mean that you've lost it forever. You can recover. You can come back. You may have a temporary pause in between, but you can come back and recover from this. So I really just want you to focus on those positives right now and just focus on what you can do. Be proactive. Being proactive is always more beneficial than being reactive. When you're proactive, you can stop fires before they start. When you're reactive, you're constantly putting out fires and it is a lot harder and a lot more damaging and a lot more costly to put out a fire than it is to prevent one. So just really remember that. Try to anticipate problems before they happen and act on them. Do what you need to do to stop them. In this type of a situation, it is natural for many of us to freeze, just not to do anything. And I cannot stress to you how that is the worst thing you can do. And I know I've talked about this in previous podcast podcast episodes. I think I talked about it in the preparing your child care center for an emergency event, but freezing is the worst thing you can do and it will damage your center more than anything. It will take the longest for you to dig your way out of. I have been there. I have done that. And it took me years to dig out of the damage I had done by freezing and allowing the stress that was happening around me to take control of the situation. One last thought I want to leave you with. Disasters are always happening. The only difference with this one is we're all in it at the same time. But if you really, really think about it, there is always a flood somewhere. There's always a tornado. There's always a hurricane, an earthquake, a tsunami. There's something happening somewhere in the world. The only difference is is it happens to different people at different times. So we really need to think about being prepared from now on. We need to use this time. And part of us emerging as better people from this is using this and learning, taking this lesson we've learned and really preparing our center for the next disaster. Because it may not be a pandemic. It probably won't be. But there will be something. There will be something. There always is. So just be prepared. That is actually something that I'm really working on helping my members with right now. I'm working really hard to help the people who work with me to make sure that they are prepared, that they have solid policies and procedures in place so that when the next occurrence happens, you are prepared and in a good position to end up on top and not to be financially burdened. One of the biggest things that I'm seeing working with my members right now is bad contracts. And a lot of you do not have good solid contracts. So you're not able to charge parents during this time, which is causing major financial strains. Right now, I am in a good position because my my contracts were pretty rock solid. And my parents are still paying me for the most part. I have designed a a system where if a parent lost a job and they are experiencing financial 
hardship, they can fill out an application with me and I am waiving some tuition. Because of the length of time we've been closed, I am also reducing our tuition by 50% at this time. But my parents are paying it and I'm not having a hard time with that. And the main reason is because of how I have trained my families to think about this. My families know that they are paying for their enrollment at my center, not attendance. They just know that from the start. They also have pretty good contracts that they've signed, which if they don't pay, they will lose their spot with me. And they're still required for the two weeks notice and whatnot. So if that is something that you're struggling with right now, I would highly recommend that you look into my membership group where we are working on fixing those policies and procedures, really establishing strong policies that can help you take control of your center. This will also help you take control of your staff issues like retention or just conformity to the rules your parenting issues when it comes to uh, like just having the same parent problems all the time, collections, uh, and really just streamline your processes so that you also can relieve your own stress and not work so hard. If you feel like your center controls you instead of you controlling your center and you're working 10, 12 hour days, then you definitely need to look into my program. That is something we really help you with just to gain control of your center. And also we work together on a weekly basis where I have open hours where you can actually just hop on, ask me questions, work with me directly as a member. So right now I'm working really, really hard to eliminate the stress for my members, to help uh, keep things focused and in line, and to make sure that all of you stay in business when all this is said and done. That is my number one goal is to make sure we are all sustainable after this. I'm bringing in a lot of resources, including my own financial advisor, to make sure that my members end this in a better position than they started. So please feel, feel free to email me if you're interested at evelyn at childcarebusinessprofessionals.com or check out my Facebook group and I will put all of these in the note or check out my website, www.childcarebusinessprofessionals.com. So I hope you guys will join me again next week. I hope to see some of you in my Facebook group. Let me know if you join the Facebook group through the podcast. I love to hear from you guys. Have a great day.